Welcome everybody to today's fourth Patreon featured actual play broadcast. Uh, so we have been playing through uh, the Candlekeep Mysteries for about four or five months now. Uh, and so we bring our Patreons together again on a beautiful Saturday afternoon to run through session number four. It's going to be a little bit different than we had done previously, but uh, don't want to spoil too many surprises here. So let's uh, let's go ahead and get uh, get familiar with who we have here on our broadcast. Uh, Candy, would you, for the group and for the podcast here, introduce your character? Hi, absolutely. So uh, Candy is a roughly six foot tall, thin, yellow skinned alien. Uh, he is a Githyanki, wears scale mail armor, and carries a very battered and well-used greatsword. Fabulous. Uh, Kilvarex. So Kilvarex is a large six-foot-four, six-foot-five-ish, uh, well in excess of 200-pound dragonborn uh, with a kind of a reddish-brown skin. He has uh, what... Looks like recently battered scale mail and shield and a spear, and uh, also has a multicolored symbol amulet on his neck that uh, represents his faith. The faith is commonly known, right? It's not like a mysterious faith, right? So, um, it's I it's, I, the, it's I the, yeah. So, so any, anybody who feels a, a particular uh, inclination to know religions would recognize it as a holy symbol of Io. Uh, Alari, would you introduce yourself, please? Alari appears to be a seven-foot-tall furbolg with medium brown skin, vibrant blue eyes, and purple shaggy hair. Um, she wears studded leather armor, tends towards quietness. I mean, she's seven-foot-tall. She's kind of hard to miss. Doyle, as our uh, our new Patreon, would you please uh, introduce your character, uh, Eastbound Appearance, and... Uh... Nice. Uh, Doyle is a diminutive 5'10", but 22-year-old human uh, with, um, you know, black hair, pale skin, because he spent most of his life uh, as a scribe. Um, He is a cleric of Denier, and uh, it looks like the armor that he has recently polished used to be what he um, had to wear when he was working with the... um, the watch guard at uh, Waterdeep long ago. So it's been a while since he's put it on. So he's pretty awkward in it. Fabulous. Uh, and last, but certainly not least, uh, welcome back. Simeon Peleus Wintermere. Would you please introduce yourself? Right. Yes, of course. I am uh, Sergeant Simeon Peleus Wintermere, Hellsword of the Miralem Guard of Cormier. More specifically, I stand roughly 5'9". I have slightly straightened curly black hair. I wear a neatly trimmed beard. And uh, I tend to smile a lot. Quite the jovial fellow, yes, indeed. Uh, and uh, and in a, uh, a history-mimicking real life, uh, Simeon is the smallest one in the party. So that's, uh, you know, I swear, no, no more short jokes, I promise. Yeah. I, am, I am not one to cast those stones. <laughs> Today's adventure begins roughly one day after last adventure ended. Candy and Kilvarex and Alari, uh, you have been called to uh, a conference room within the Library of Candlekeep uh, by Arlington. Um, Arlington, you will remember, is the avowed who 
often serves as sort of the uh, gatekeeper and welcoming uh, wagon uh, for those looking to study at the Candlekeep. Um, uh, as he is a a, a rugged five seven uh, with a with a gruff beard and hair that he does not seem to care uh, very much for its appearance. Um, he has been at Candlekeep for as long as he or anybody else can remember. And as you enter this this conference room, uh, the three of you see two figures. First of all, you see uh, to his left uh, the five foot ten, dashingly handsome scribe uh, Doyle. Uh, who, uh, again, is, is standing there with him uh, and, and in there. Um, and to your right, you see uh, the newly elevated Knight of the Dragon, Simeon, who uh, you have remembered from previous quests. So he begins. Uh, all right. Uh, so uh, I, I, I'm having a little bit of trouble uh, uh, understanding exactly what happened uh, last time that we saw each other, uh, uh, you, you all said that, uh, you know, you disappeared into another realm and came back, uh, after, uh, I don't know, I, I need a recounting of the events here, but, but let me tell you that no time transpired here. It did not look like anything happened. It looked like you opened a book, uh, and then the next thing I know, uh, uh, we were all back in the same, like we were in the same room and nothing had happened. So, uh, uh, one of, one of you three, uh, uh, please, uh, can you tell me what happened? Again. As you stated, we were transported to the realm where we confronted the horrors and rescued Kess from the clutches of a wyvern and dealt with an ancient dead and learned more of the ills befalling Kilvarix and Alarai's friend. Yeah, so that's the part that I wanted to go ahead and talk about more specifically. Uh, like, what... What did they say... Let's assume that this was, like, real, right? Uh, there know, is no assuming necessary. Uh, fair. Okay, sure. Right. Real experience for you guys. Got it. Uh, so we're talking about the, the village where Matrias, or the town where Matrias came from, a, a, a town by the name of Homshire, which is not far from, from Candlekeep here. Uh, I, I think, uh, I think Kilvarix, I think you've seen it before uh, uh, on your way to Candlekeep the first time you talked about uh, about this town that was beset by calamity, right? If I remember correctly, uh, um, Simeon, you may have been in there too. Is that, if I, it's been a while though. Yes, there was uh, a sort of... Um... There was weather events and fire and uh, all sorts of things that were happening there. And somebody from there actually bade us to uh, seek out Matrius uh, for aid for their town. That's what brought us together as as companions. Well, Matt, good to see you again, Kilvarex. Simeon. Watching out for books, I hope. Uh, I've been away for a bit, but I did return uh, immediately upon 
finding out that there was trouble afoot. Uh, right. Uh, okay, so, uh, uh, Candy, uh, so what, how did you learn, uh, <laughs> tell me more about this, like, what, what, how, what do you mean you learned about the, 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 about the trouble that was besetting this, this town that's apparently more than just, like, a rainstorm? We spoke to the bird that was Matrius's co-conspirator. Well, that's auspicious. Alari raises her hand just a little. Like, they were rare, rare ravens, and we did go, and otherwise I wouldn't have this amulet, and I pull my raven amulet out of my... I'm not willing to give it over, but I'm letting him see it, at least. She goes on further to explain that we were told that his town is being pulled into another dimensional realm. A dread realm. Through all of this, Doyle is scribbling furiously in a brand new looking book. Nice penmanship, my friend. Well, thank you. Uh, okay, so how did... Like, how do they know that or pretend to know that? Because that seems like pretty specific information about, uh, like, like, I've never heard about anything like that happening before. Like, that's just weird. These dread realms are not unknown sure. to me. So, pardon, good sir. Dread is uh, the name of the realm, not just an adjective? A collection of dire places where the worst are collected and rule their individual domains. King of a prison, if you will. Such places have been accessed by my people from the Astral Sea. Uh, uh, Alright. Uh, and they say, the, these, these, these werebirds say that this village, this town, is, is being pulled into a, a dread domain or or is becoming a dread like what did they say precisely merely that it was being claimed they to the best of my recollection were not sure how or why normally it would take a great evil to claim such a place. Yeah, I mean, uh, okay, let me, let me, let me try to dot some I's and cross some T's here, because, so, that there are these the planes of existence is not wholly unknown. They're somewhat mysterious, their origins even more so. Uh, and as the stories go, people can be pulled and people can trigger uh, uh, the events that can spawn a new one or, or whatever mechanic. Those mechanics are really, really vague. Like no one really has a, has a good, uh, a good check on that, but people, so that's a people thing, right? That's not, that's not a, 
place thing. So you're sure that that's what they said? It is known that that is what they said. Hmm. If I may, um, sir, um, in respect to what you've said, it does seem possible that if there was a great enough person of evil, could that not trigger more than just people to go? That is the theory behind the Dread Realms. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, yeah. I mean, let's, let's, and he, uh, uh, magically, uh, whips a, a, uh, large blank parchment, um, out of, he conjures it out of thin air, uh, and it sort of plasters itself to the wall. It has a nice white sheen to it, uh, and in his hand appears a, uh, a nice, uh, round, uh, quill pen with a, that's kind of a, a long white quill with a big red tip on the end of it. Uh, and he begins, uh, he draws a big circle, uh, and says, so, so let's imagine that that circle is, is the town. Uh, and he makes a dot in the middle of the, of the white circle and say, let's imagine that that's our, our, our person or, or event or, or, uh, or, you know, the object perhaps. Sure. I mean, object. Sure. Let's assume that that dot is of some tremendous evil to trigger one of these cosmic events that, that we're talking about here. Uh, is it possible that when it punches a hole through uh, all things great and astral, that it acts like a like a sink or a drain, pulling its surrounding area with it? Sure hypothetically possible never heard of it happening and, and but again like these mechanics aren't very well understood so it's entirely possible uh, that this is what happens so I guess I guess the key would be figuring out and he circles the dot in the middle of the circle so figuring out what that is what is the evil claiming Matthias's town I don't think we need to worry about what is Homshire. Homshire? Yeah. I don't think we need to worry about what is claiming it. I think Homshire. we know what's claiming it. These dread realms, if you will. What we need to find out is who is triggering it being claimed. And that calls for an investigation. Precisely. Excellent. I came back at a most fortuitous time. I will test my skills. Well, the people of Omshire unwilling or unable to flee? You know what? The amount of time that I have spent in Omshire is slightly less than the amount of time that I have spent with the five of you in this room right now, so that's a really great question, Doyle. It is unknown if they even know what is happening to them. And, and let's be honest, most peasant folk are not, and even the merchant class are not terribly mobile. They tend to stay where their livelihoods are. Why would you leave your farm where your subsistence is to go to a place where you have no land? You have no, you're not from there, so you'll get no uh, assistance or aid. They're there because they're, they were there and their families were there. So it's fair to say they're not uh, aware of just how much danger they may be in. 
My family can be quite mobile in that we are uh, of a certain class, but even when we tend to travel, or if we tend to send elements of our family to new cities, new lands, our staff doesn't go with us. They stay behind because they have to mind the original properties. These are peasants, serfs, if you will. Few of them probably own their own property. And if they own their own property, they're certainly not going to just leave it to rot. They never would. They would fight tooth and nail to the last body over their land because that's all they've had probably for generations. If it has kept you fed, warm, clothed, nurtured your children, why would you ever leave it? And besides moving your family, Simeon, have you ever tried herding all of that cattle and sheep? from one place to another and keeping them together without horses. I don't hurt cattle. It It's it's worse than hurting cats. I, I would imagine that it's fair to say that Simeon has never tried to herd cattle. Um, I have managed a harvest once. It was determined that that was not where my skills lie. So I went back to the room where we tested out new flavors and blends. And it shows. So obviously there's something going on in the town or he wouldn't have called us. And there's at least two of us here that are honor bound to figure out what it is. I plan on going to check it out. We're happy to provide transit. Like I understand that, uh, you know, uh, candle keeps kind of in the middle of nowhere. So, uh, uh, I'm certainly, if, uh, if our merry band here uh, is all sort of of agreement, uh, I'm, I'm happy to uh, to arrange transport uh, to the town. So uh, take what time you need uh, to uh, get your personal effects in order and, and everything like that. You don't have to leave. You don't like you don't have to like pack up everything and like like leave leave. You know, uh, but if you need any supplies, uh, you know, who knows what you're gonna find when you go to Omshire. So uh, if there's anything you need. Let me know. We'll uh, we'll arrange carriage transport. It will be appreciated. I have a feeling I might have some use for uh, an identify spell. If you have a few pearls of the appropriate size, I might bring with me just in case. This one has that covered as well. Um, yeah, he can. Uh, if you if you want additional. Uh, identify pearls um uh you can have three they're basically one use uh run the pearl along an item uh and uh it will identify it nice i have it as a um one of my uh domain spells identify and it's a ritual i just it requires the pearl when do we depart uh whenever you're ready Say, uh, he pulls a little, uh, stopwatch, uh, a little watch-looking object out of his pocket that, uh, uh, glows green, um, said, well, uh, today's carriage arrives in about an hour, uh, once the carriage is here, we can, uh, we can change the team of horses and, and you can leave. Excellent. He puts the watch back in his pocket. I'll, uh, turn to Simeon. Sergeant Wintermere, 
Yes. Your companions have spoken very highly of you. It is a pleasure to work alongside you. I am Candy, Captain and Staff Sorcerer of the Red Talon Mercenary Company. Would you care for a hardened confection? You'll hand out a leather pouch with candy in it. I would be happy to. And, uh, and I have a box of tea for you, sir. Excellent. And he hands you a small box of tea. Will we have about an hour before our transport is here? Yeah. Excellent. That is what he said. If you don't mind, I will uh, prepare a little something. Josh, I would like to prepare, using my chef feet, the uh, cooked treats. uh, And as we discussed, it will be a nice brewed tea. There'll be enough for two. And I will offer them to my two newest companions as as a gesture of friendship, as well as a box of tea. Fabulous. Culinary talents are most appreciated. Oh, it's just Food a little... in this realm is odd to me. Oh, this is but uh, um, a mere bit of tea, a special recipe that I've been working on. I'm sure it's delicious. Thank you. So, anything else that would like to be uh, attended to uh, over the next hour? I will spend the hour... Uh, summoning my familiar, and this time I will summon an owl. Mm, fabulous. I will just uh, sit back and regale myself to the tales of their most recent adventure and uh, reconnect with Alorai and Kavaris. Doyle spends the time taking as, as many notes as he can and sorting them out. And uh... Excellent. While uh, the hour is preparing, um, Arlington will pull you aside, Doyle. Um, uh, so, real, like, surface thoughts. You heard what I heard. Uh, it makes a little bit more sense now than the first time that I heard it, but uh, what are your thoughts? I, it's difficult to say. The gods uh, have interesting and amazing powers, and all things are possible, I guess. Um, that doesn't help us much if we don't know what's really going on. It's Fair difficult enough. to prepare right. a solution. Obviously, your, your insight here will be uh, very helpful uh, as we... God, yeah, God, God's pray that they're not right. Open. Let's just put it that way. Because I'm not sure what that means if they are. If I focus on uh, the task, well, are there ways you know of that we might um, stimulate my memory so that I don't have to record quite so often when I return? Uh, possibly. Uh, let me work on that while you're all getting ready, and I'll see what I can come up with. Mm-hmm. I'd like to keep my just my eyes on the task rather than on the paper. Having been pulled into a conversation with um, Sergeant Wintermere and Kilvarix, um, Alari has changed her plans. <laughs> Although she is now studying, out of the corner of her eye, she is studying, quote unquote, the new guy. So you had fu- you had you traveled to this new realm. Was it frightening? Was it fun? Did you meet interesting people? It was an experience. 
the Vistani are not uh, not to my liking. Cass, poor girl, I don't know where she's at now, but uh, she had an unfortunate run-in with one of my cousins. And uh, maybe she is healing from that. The individuals that spoke of the being drawn in for poor mattresses farm family in town they uh, they seemed reluctant to give too much details like they told it as it was happening but not how to fix it or anything else uh, that might help the, the woman who is in charge of the bird folk she seemed to, to imply that she had a long relationship with Matrias in fact there was a portrait of the two of them where they were unique thank you where they looked quite I mean I never met Matrius but they they looked quite young and the Vistani are double talking traveling bastards not entirely inaccurate well should I meet them I shall certainly take heed is it a race or they sound like Mis- miscreants. They appeared human, but nomadic. I see. It's a cultural description. Did um, they seem particularly cozy, like friends or more than friends in this uh, portrait? With each other? I think they were likely a family. If not by blood, then definitely by culture. I think he's referring to Venique and Matrius. No, 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 not the Vistani. Yes, I apologize. I kind of uh, changed axles on the cart, so to speak. Uh, definitely, I was speaking of Matrius and, and uh, uh, Venique, you said? Yes. I do not know Matrius, but the birds did not seem related to each other. Perhaps I shall clarify. I was asking if they were entreated, if you uh, gather my meaning. Ellery just smirks at Candy for a minute, and it says, I think in the portrait they looked friendly. She did seem genuinely saddened by news of his death. Okay. When it comes to deeds of great challenge and treatment, so to speak, can be a strong motivator. Simeon, I'm thinking you would enjoy the Vistani. But I'm no miscreant. You hear the horse, uh, the team of horses and the, the large carriage, which many of you are familiar with, uh, uh, pull up to Candlekeep and, and Arlington does his normal uh, greet and introduction to a new batch of, uh, of folks coming to study at the library. Uh, and then he, uh, he returns to, uh, to you all in the room. Uh, to inform you that the carriage has returned, um, uh, Doyle, I, uh, uh, to your question about uh, if there's anything that we could do so that you don't have to be so uh, quite uh, fastidious with, with quill to paper, um, he uh, reaches into a pouch and hands a uh, smooth uh, baseball-sized orb um, 
and uh, he hands it to you uh, and says that um, if you uh, you this is a it's a memory orb. Uh, it uh, can record about ten minutes of uh, of information in it: uh, words, images, sounds, sensations. Uh, once it's full, it's full, uh, and and uh, it's not like a read-write type situation. It's a read-only, so. Uh, you can't, or it's, it's a write only rather. So you can't like rewrite, you can't change it, can't delete it. It won't be overwritten or anything. Uh, uh, and once it's full, it's full. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, you just have to concentrate at it and like basically think into it and it'll record whatever, uh, whatever your thoughts are on that. So, uh, uh, this, this may help, uh, kind of get across what, uh, what you're looking at and we can, uh, we can read it when you get back. Fascinating device. I shall use it wisely. Thank you, sir. Once I am able to spend more time in it, I shall enjoy going through them. Okay. Um, and with that, uh, he brings you through the the courtyard um, outside the hearth uh, in the middle of uh, the kind of the open section of the, uh, the Kendall Keep Library and uh, shows you to the carriage and... Uh, ask you one final time is there anything else that we can uh that we can do uh uh before you leave uh it's it's late in the day now you should arrive uh by morning uh in the carriage um please let sprocket and anon and Kess know that i am sorry i missed them and i give uh three little boxes of tea oh well, thank you very much, uh, Simeon. I, I am sure that they will appreciate hearing from you. Uh, uh, Sprocket is deep into his studies right now. Uh, he is—he's—he uh, has been added to the role of, uh, of sages in the uh, in the library here. Uh, Cass is is nursing uh, their wounds from their run-in with the wyvern uh, in magical dreamland, and then uh, uh, Enon. Uh, I'm not. No, I'm not sure where Anon is, actually. Uh, he may have already taken his leave. I'm, I'm not sure, so. He's a 400-pound turtle. You would think that he wouldn't be as stealthy, but I'm telling you, for a 400-pound turtle, he's quite light on his feet. One would think that distinction belongs to searches. You know, I'm not sure where he is either, actually. Yeah, that's much... But you're, you're true. Like, the tabaxi much sneakier than you'd think the uh, the 400 pound turtle was but you know maybe I'm just not the most observant who knows I'm telling you though that turtle's sneaky I doubt that to be the case my friend and by the way a uh, special gift of tea from my auntie she has uh, always been uh, very pleased and to, to to know that I spoke with you and, and we deal with you fabulous Thank you very much. If joining the Tabletop Journeys actual play games sounds like the kind of fun you're looking for, be sure to check out patreon.com slash ttjourneys, where patrons of the Tabletop Journeys podcast not only get early access to all of our episodes, but they get the opportunity to play in our monthly actual play games where the dice are wild, and we make every roll legendary.
so you all get into uh, the carriage. Um, it is lined with plush, uh, you know, uh, uh, leather seats um, that are quite comfortable to sit on, uh, even for uh, the largest among you. Uh, uh, you know, the uh, the large dragonborn and the uh, and the gith and the uh, the furbog there. Uh, are able to comfortably sit on the inside, uh, as if uh, as if the carriage was constructed uh, even for creatures of uh, of their uh, of, of their mass in in question. Uh, but even even our smaller folks, uh, uh, the ones that are you know just slightly under six feet tall, uh, again, it's as if the seats on the inside of the carriage uh, were were built for your frame uh, in particular. It's a very comfortable ride, um, and the the sun has gone down. Uh, Dark has has uh, has risen, even uh, but without a without a care in the world and without uh, without any hint of apprehension, uh, the carriage driver takes off down the road, and it is uh, it's on the road again through the evening. Uh, you're able to sleep comfortably uh, in the carriage. Um, there are uh, there are light snacks and victuals available. Uh, you know nothing that would stain the leather, but you know. Uh, easily, uh, easily something to go ahead and keep you from getting hungry, uh, 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 everything like that. Uh, and then, as the sun rises, uh, you are uh, passing that spot in the road where, when all of this began, the the old man uh, stopped the carriage the first time to go ahead and tell you about Amshire's calamity. And something is different. Uh, as you as you approach, the carriage uh, takes a turn onto a less well maintained road uh, that hooks to the right, heading towards the village. Um, and as you are uh, towards the town, and as you see it uh, kind of growing larger on the horizon, uh, you can see on uh, on the eastern side of the town. It seems to be that there are uh, small fires. You can see smoke uh, sort of lifting into the air, like gray, oily smoke, uh, as if uh, like a house has been set on fire or, or something like that. Um, and you can see um, that there are... Um, there seem to be um, some ruins. Uh, there seem to be uh, uh, people sort of uh, collecting their belongings and and uh, in in states of uh, of uh, of distress on some variety. And then, as you sort of approach the town further, the western side of the town begins to come into focus, uh, and it is. Uh, so for one, just outside of the western gates is a large bright, colorful carnival. Uh, there are tents of vibrant colors stretching uh, across. Uh, there seem to be uh, uh, unnaturally high uh, towers with rides, and you can hear the laughing of children and calliope music and, and uh, all those sorts of things uh, that you would expect to hear uh, from a carnival. And as if its influence is sort of spreading into the town a little bit uh the 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 gray and depression and and agony on one side of the town uh seems absent on the other side it seems the uh the other town is a little bit brighter is a little bit cleaner uh the people seem a little bit happier um and uh it's a little it's a little off-putting uh frankly uh, about how the town can sort of be uh be divided uh in such a way 
So Candy will kind of reach up and put his hand on um, whoever's sitting next to his shoulder. And his eyes roll back into his head and his eyes go pure white. And you'll be perceiving through his familiar and we'll have the familiar kind of fly out over the carnival to, to see what's going sure. on. Uh, your familiar takes to the air and begins flying over the territory and uh, as he flies over it seems even uh, even more joyous on the in- within kind of the, uh, the the cloth walls that surround it um, it is the very vision of, of fun and extravagance and and lightheartedness uh, that you would expect from a carnival even in such a place that is so sort of uh, uh, beset by uh, by disaster right now uh, again, laughing children. Uh, you can see uh, all manner of of people inside. Uh, several several uh, things that you have uh, that you've never seen before. Um, you know, half half rabbit creatures and uh, uh, you know half snake creatures that are uh, that are doing contests of strength and and everything like that. So. And again, the east part of the town is very kind of dark and depressed and almost like people are fleeing or at least packing to leave. Uh, they more seem, it's not that they're packing to leave, but it does seem like they are in sort of a state of uh, having to gather up their belongings. Uh, it's like uh, as if, um, uh, you know, as if some sort of tragedy has beset a particular family and they are picking through rubble to find uh, photographs and belongings that uh, that may be, uh, may be uh, stuck inside. So. And like a definite line where this division of bright and dark happens? Or is it kind of blended in the middle? Uh, it's a... I mean, there's maybe a little bit of like brackish transition between there, but it seems pretty stark that one half of the town uh, is is one mood and the other half of the town is very much another. As uh, Candy goes into that trance, Simeon looks a bit perplexed and says, uh, that's disconcerting. Does Candy require a bite stick of some kind? So as the owl begins flying over, um, he will be relaying what he, what he is perceiving. Ah, speaking through his animal. Got it. You should warn people. Doyle definitely takes 10 seconds worth Fabulous. of memory uh, orb for this. Okay, excellent. Um, the uh, carriage uh, pulls up to... Uh, to the center of town uh, where a rather rotund man uh, in uh, a finer than average suit um, and a, uh, a somewhat uh, threadbare sash uh, with the insignia of the royal family of Cormier on it, uh, but well, well worn at this point, uh, uh, is standing there uh, and sees the carriage pull up. Um, and uh, as the door opens and, and you all begin to to disembark, um, Simeon he sees you and says, "Ha! Huh, our our prayers are answered." Finally, my second cousin, twice removed from my mother on the left hand side, has finally answered the missives that I sent months ago. This one has no relations in this realm. Not you. 
I am honored to be of service to the royal family. Uh, I am Sergeant Simeon Peleus Wintermere, Telsword of the Miralan Guard, and newly appointed Purple Dragon. How may I be of service to you, my lord? And I bow deeply. Oh, I, Sergeant Wintermere, you may be uh, so faithfully in service to the crown of Cormia, but I assure you that it is absolutely my sincerest pleasure to have you in our fair city and 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 to to offer such assistance uh, in our uh, uh, in in our moment of need. I, I assure you, uh, my name is Lord Lozano Melis, and I assure you, the pleasure to have a member of the Order of the Purple Dragon here is is absolutely mine. Lord Melis, thank you. You honor me. Ah, surely you honor me with your presence. I, I had written many, many months ago as i as i said to to uh, to a, a a a very dear but rather distant relative within the royal family that we here in Omshire and i as their mayor have had some troubles things things have been rough my friend is there a place where my companions and i can uh, speak with you more privately uh, certainly, we can. We could attend to uh, to my office uh, in the mayoral estate uh, right over there. I would be happy uh, to to entertain you uh, as as guests. I am sure that uh, after your your long your your long voyage, uh, uh, some some victuals and uh, perhaps a warm bath would be in order. Always. Is everything okay over the smoke side of town? I, I assure you, it is not, sir. I assure you it is not. Perhaps we should attend to that first? Well, if you could attend to that, then it would be three months' worth of work to go ahead and undo the three months of tr of, of absolutely trying times that we have experienced. Good sir, I... I sorry, I, I... I understand. You are here offering a hand of friendship and, and, and as a compatriot to, to offer aid in our moment of need, but I assure you, uh, uh, we have tried every mortal means necessary to go ahead and keep uh, uh, our disaster from from becoming uh, so disastrous but I but but uh, we have we have exhausted we have exhausted sir those those methods uh, so so uh, please let me perhaps you should get to the point. Yes, I agree. Let us let us away then to the salon, uh, so that uh, so that I can have some some fine eggs and and fragrant bacon prepared for you, uh, and I will have I will have fresh oranges squeezed for your juices. I assure you. Uh, uh, and and again, if any of you would care for, uh, you're you're all quite dirty. If you'd like a bath, I can really. I mean that. I insist. This one is satisfied with his hardened confections. I will definitely be partaking in the fragrant bacon. Yes, thank you very much. A, a man of good taste. Uh, uh, please, uh, away with me then. Uh, and Lord Mellis begins uh, very um, triumphantly walking down the boardwalk as if uh, as if feigning uh, uh, a look of authority 
and he walks into the uh, the mayoral estate. Uh, I'm assuming that you all follow. Andy will kind of rest his great sword against his shoulder and kind of follow behind Simeon. Uh, as you walk into the mayoral estate, uh, there is a single elderly gentleman uh, sitting on a stool at the door. Um, his armor is is quite aged. The uh, the leather in the strapping is is cracked um, and worn to a pattern uh, on his shoulders. Um, and he, he carries um, a, a halberd-like uh, weapon. Um, and as you uh, as you go to enter the building, Candy, uh, uh, he... Oh, sir, oh, hold on! Uh, no, no weapons in the estate. You'll have to leave them here. I, I assure you, you'll be safe on the inside, but, but no weapons in the that estate. That will not be possible. Uh, Kev, well, uh, I mean, could you, can you wrap it in a, in a cloak or something? If you procure one. Uh, I mean, I gotta, uh. My good uh, sir. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. Would you allow me to, uh, give him the ability to peace knot his weapon? Uh, Sure. I mean, nothing ever happens around here. That's probably fine. I just, I'm supposed to ask, you know, protocol and all that. I appreciate your dutiful service to your lord. Uh, one moment. My dear Candy, these people are a traditional lot. If you would indulge them with peace not in your weapon, I hand him a piece of string. It will soothe their concerns and allow him to save face. It is very important for him to be seen as doing his job. Look around to where I can stash a six-foot greatsword. I like the cloak idea. <laughs> Drape a cloak over it. Is anybody else wielding, like, outward weapons? Like, uh, or are they otherwise well-hidden that an elderly-looking guardsman might overlook them? Kilvaris has his spear, but he has turned it upside down and is pretending to use it as a walking stick. And Alari has that new short sword in her belt out in the open, and she is going to try to escape his notice. Uh, cool. Uh, give me a deception check. Deception, you say? Mm-hmm. Uh, that will be a dirty 20. <laughs> yeah, he has no idea that you've got, as far as he's concerned, uh, there is no short sword in your belt. Simeon will hand him his light crossbow and okay. he will hand him his long sword and then he will uh, peace knot uh, his family scimitars. Uh, these are the uh, weapons of my family. They bear our insignia and crest as a knight of the purple as a uh, knight of the purple dragon. I would keep these but honor your household and act as a protection against any ill-doing in your home. Fabulous. Uh, uh, so he takes the, the crossbow and the short sword. So, Thank you. I, uh, I, I appreciate I appreciate that. I will walk these over to the, uh, to the closet then. Uh, and, and, and he walks away, uh, leaving his halberd kind of leaning up against the door, um, stumbles off mumbling to himself about, uh, about how he'll put, them, he'll put them in the closet. He is not a very efficient guard. There seems to be nothing, nothing, nothing is correct in this town. Everything is off. I do not like it. 
I may never see that 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 crossbow again. I will be paying attention to see where he's going. I want to try and track where he goes. He's he's not being stealthy, and in fact, as you uh, as you all walk through the door to follow uh, Lord Mellis, uh, uh, you can see off to the right hand side there. There's a there's a, 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 a an open door, uh, like a heavy wooden door is open, um, and you hear um, like the shuffling of of metal plates. Um, glass breaking um cats meowing as he's yes i have there's a there's a hook over here i can i can hang the crossbow on on that uh and the sword can uh can go so a variety of of clacking sounds uh coming from from the closet um as uh, as the guard is doing something you could have simply unstrung your crossbow simeon and not have lost track of it. It is a weapon I barely use, and to be honest, it was more about allowing the man to save face. Sometimes we provide gestures. I do understand that at least. And I will summon my mage hand and have it carry my crossbow following behind the servant. Uh, so your crossbow is now floating through the air towards him in the closet. Oh, nothing <laughs> could go wrong with this. <laughs> but he, you have definitely frightened him. Clattering now. So as the as the crossbow uh, goes in, you you hear him. Uh, ghost! 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 Uh, and more clattering. He has fallen over. Um, the door slams somehow magically behind him. Uh, and uh, quite the tussle has uh, ensued inside. I will I will aid the man. Now it's dark. I can't see. Um, Lord Mellis uh, comes into the... Please, uh, uh, friends, there is no time to delay. Really, we let us let us attend to the salon uh, and you can all get your baths and we can begin uh, discussions about how you can help. Please, uh, 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 don't... He'll be fine. Let us just skip to the discussions. But does does anybody does anybody else? Wish, we have they have the finest queer legs, uh, and I, discussions. Right to the point, I see. <laughs> Fine. Perhaps some uh, crackers and jellies while we discuss. Mm, caviar. Excellent. We can uh, borrow from your hospitality uh, as we discuss matters of business and import. Excellent. He calls them, yeah, yes, crackers and jellies and uh, only the finest caviar for our for our guests. Yes, yes. Um, uh, and he leads you into uh, a medium-sized room with uh, half a dozen or so uh, plush velveteen chairs uh, with, you know, the seats a little worn and the wood... Uh, uh, maybe not in its original shape as as a plentitude of hands over the years have have uh have touched the arms and and everything like that so it's maybe the chairs are a little worn looking a little old um and then after a few minutes an elderly woman with uh with gray hair uh in a finely styled um bun uh walks in with a a, a silver tray that looks in need of polish uh, and and attention um, with uh, with crackers, uh, jellies, uh, p- 
pungent, pungent caviar and uh, six uh, glass uh, goblets of um, the the pulpiest of pulpy orange juices uh, uh, on the tray. Um, and she sort of teeters in uh, and places the the tray on a on a large flat top table um, that's kind of in the middle of, of the room. Uh, and uh, Lord Mellis uh, says, uh, "Please uh, uh, take take of what you will, so that we can uh, we can discuss uh, uh, the the what what we are in so in so need of." Please, where where shall I begin? Uh, Simeon will be will begin chewing the orange. Is it juice. common for your kind to eat the unborn young of other species? Uh, uh, the unborn. Oh young yes, of other with the fragrant bacon. Oh, the quail eggs. Doyle grabs a piece of cheese. Is it demonstration of power over them? Not quite. It's more like. No, they just taste good. This is the finest orange juice I've ever consumed. As he pops a piece of ribbon candy in his mouth. Sure, what species candy is, but uh, the very philosophical kind. Very interesting. Uh, The uh, the the orange juice is so pulpy; it's like actually biting into an orange. Like, uh, you know, you swear that there's probably peel in it. So, Alari will eyeball. Uh, the mayor and say um, I want to commend you I've never known I never knew that that mayoral houses were so keen to employ the elderly I thought there'd be more younger bodies oh uh, you you mean the rose yes yes Uh, 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 Barry and Rebecca Rose they have worked for the mayors of Amshire for many, many, many years, far before I had the magical hat of the heath. Uh, 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 it's not really magical, but it is a hat, and it's, you know, it's, yeah. Uh, but it, 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 we digress. Uh, far before I wore the hat of the heath and, and, and dedicated my life to the service of these people, the Rose have served the, the, the mayors of this town. It's been it's been generations. As far as everybody knows, uh, they have been the trusted uh, servants and attendants to the mayor. Is a hat all it takes? No, but if you have the hat, no, 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 no. You don't you don't get the hat and then get the job, my friend. You get the job and then get the hat. Like if I gave you the hat, you wouldn't be the mayor. I'd still be the mayor and I'd get the hat back. You could try. I think we're off topic. Quite, indeed. You Thank have you. troubles in Omshire, and we are here to aid you. We we do. How 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 may I? Uh, what 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 can I? Uh, 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 how can I bring you up to speed? Start at the beginning. Lead us to the end. Well, in the beginning, the gods, probably not. Let me skip a bit. About three months ago, give or take, actually. Maybe even longer than that. Time has been somewhat strange around here. That's been a very odd part of this. But some months ago, the town began seeing a pattern of 
well, what could only be called disasters. Uh, there would be lightning storms that uh, that would last for seconds but burn down a house. Or, or uh, in spring, when we expected the the rivers and the streams to flow with with uh, the, the the melted snows up in the mountains, they would instead run with only undrinkable and unpalatable mud. Uh, there would be no fish. There would be uh, there would be no game in our woods. Uh, 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 we would we would plant crops and they they would not attend. It's been it's been the better part of a year now, I suppose. Actually, now that I think about it, uh, that basically. Uh, some some curse seems uh, to be levied upon our fair town, and that seems to be the long and the short of it. I, I, I'm 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 not sure what's happening here, but I can tell you uh, that you know when the when the first house burned down, we could look at it and say, you know what, a house has burned down. And then when the second house burned down, we could say, ah, you know what, coincidence. We are clearly in a time of uh, of of bad storms. Uh, uh, but the third house, when the third house burned down, clearly we are looking at some sort of strange pattern here, and it just keeps happening. Uh, families are being are being put out on the street. Uh, they are being forced to 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 spend time and money that they don't have to go ahead and rebuild, uh, and they're not able to sell their crops for for profit to to uh, to feed their families. It's been it's been disastrous. And to assuage their feelings, you brought in a carnival. I mean, I did not bring in the carnival, no. I, I, I don't run the carnival. We'll get to that in a moment, though. I, the, the carnival is... <sighs> anyway, my, uh, my large friend there, you had a question? All of this, all of these issues, all of these problems with your townsfolk, and yet you're serving us caviar and quail eggs, and aren't these normally expensive products? Well, I mean, not for a member of the royal family. And he very proudly pushes out his chest uh, so that the uh, the the, ins- the embroidered insignia of the royal family on his sash uh, very proudly sits over over his heart. I mean, as a as a member of the royal family, am I not entitled to any uh, uh, any wealth or any any comforts, especially for for honored Would guests? It not be better spent caring for your. Populous. Uh, uh, the quail eggs are not going to help fi- help stop a famine. We have bigger problems than quail eggs can solve, sir. If only, if only that, if only quail eggs would solve such things. This one is a pompous ass, to be sure. Alaride nods um, wisely. Uh, uh, Simeon just stutters for a moment. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I know. I did not believe it. My, I, I did not believe it myself, sir. But that there are problems that even quail eggs and fine bacon cannot solve. Well, bacon can solve everything. We merely have to find. We merely have to find the correct seasoning. That said, my dear Candy, there is a concept in the it, it, that we must understand. If someone is drowning, and someone goes to rescue them. The rescuer must be safe and take care of themselves in order to save the drowning. So there is the concept that some comforts may be necessary for some of the leadership in order that they are strong enough to provide the aid to the people. I think quail eggs Uh, would fall under... But you have it backwards. 
The commander must sacrifice so that his troops are strong. Otherwise, the battle will not be won. You're correct with the military, but this is not a military individual. This is the household leadership. His soldiers would definitely do so. That's where I come in. My job. Surely, let us... Can can we we please move on? Yes. That's attacking my quail eggs after I offer you hospitality. I assure you, sir, there is nothing going... There is nothing amiss here. I am acting totally properly. My people would agree. But you asked about the carnival. The carnival has added an interesting wrinkle. Two days ago, the carnival appeared. Uh, and, and I assure you, uh, I woke up, I went to bed one evening, no carnival. And the next morning I woke up, what you see before you. Colors and streamers and frivolity. It was actually, it's actually quite nice on the inside there. You should definitely go see it. But two days ago it appears. And perhaps its mere presence has been enough to lighten the mood of the villagers. Perhaps, I'm not sure sort of what effect it's having. However, I can assure you, it is definitely having an effect on the populace. They seem, their spirits have been lightened. Their their burdens lessened on some level. It's been quite a nice distraction. I, I, I don't know. I have not had a chance to speak with the owners to find out how long uh, they plan on being here in our fair town, but it has been a great many years since the carnival has come to Amshire. I, I, I'm trying to think. I have been I have been mayor for nine years now, and I believe it was in my second year that the carnival first appeared. You dissemble. Return to the facts, the case. Candy, if, if, if I may, perhaps we allow the mayor to tell the tale in his way. It is a good tactic for an investigator to allow people to speak long enough. Sometimes, even if they drift from the point slightly, there is useful information provided in the drifting. I mean, I am happy to provide whatever other information you would like. This one will accede to your talents in this matter. How else may I be of assistance? You were saying they came in your second year, and they've been gone they for about eight years, you say? Indeed. Doing the math, that would that would stand Ooh. true. Excellent. Is, that, and is there some significance <clears throat> there? Not that I'm aware of. I just helping you along. Um, so the carnival's here. The same They're, carnival, or just a carnival? Uh, I guess you would have to ask them that. I, I, how many, how many carnivals are there? We can certainly find out, but they are helping. Whatever they're doing, and the carnival being here is aiding in people feeling better about the tap. I mean, that would be my assumption. Okay. My observation, even. Uh, uh, assumption is the wrong word. Observation. That has been my observation. That whatever whatever, whatever, whatever their presence is doing here, uh, my people, uh, at least that are having the opportunity to go to the carnival, seem better off. 
Excellent. Now, have there been any strange happenings with people? Like anybody who's done bad deeds, any criminals, any wanted men? Well, I don't know what sort of town you think I'm running here, sir, but I assure you, everything is within the Crown's law. I think we're just checking to see if the curse affects people. Uh, I, I mean no, I, I mean to assign no guilt. Uh, this is not meant as a slight on you or your leadership. In fact, if a leader were to recognize that there are people doing bad deeds, coverting with, with evil entities, such like that, for them to seek aid, to come and help with that problem, would be a sign of great and powerful leadership. Mm. Well, I assure you, this town does indeed, to use your words, have great and powerful leadership. And as one great and powerful uh, uh, leader to another, I am appreciative that you recognize it as such. Uh, and you are absolutely correct that if there were anything untoward, as you speak of, happening uh, within the bounds of my city, I guarantee that I would be aware. What is her... Can I mean... What's her read on him? Does, does she does she think he believes everything he's saying? Is he withholding anything? Uh, give me uh, give me an insight check. <laughs> Never mind. What'd you roll? Never on? mind. A natural one. Yeah, give I'm me distracted. a d6 roll. Give me a d6 roll, please. So, uh, in your insight check, uh, uh, you're unable to get a, a, a read on him, Alari, to determine uh, if he is being, uh, if he is withholding information. He definitely does seem, uh, he seems quite full of himself, and he also seems convinced that uh, uh, that he uh, is absolutely a benevolent ruler in this town, and that clearly, um, clearly, whatever is happening is outside of his purview. So, so far, really, all I really, myself, the, the, the person playing this character has gleaned herself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, fabulous. So, uh, how else, uh, how else may I be of assistance to, to help you, uh, to help you help us? Because surely we are in dire need of, uh, of, of, uh, of, of intervention of, uh, of a, of a most dramatic kind. Simeon, where would you recommend beginning? I think we're going to have to investigate people in the town to see if there's additional information we can uh, determine. However, with this carnival, maybe we find out a little bit more if they're the same carnival as you asked or not. And, uh, if we know what the town was going through and this seems to be changing it, that might be a good place to start. When the carnival appeared before, was it preceded by a similar time of ill will? A fabulous question, my yellow friend. Uh, no, I have never seen anything like the disaster that strikes us now. Uh, 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 surely, Amshire was a was a town of of uh, of prosperity and 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 happiness and 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 you know, two point three children in white picket fences. It was fabulous. It was a fabulous time to live here. Uh, uh, I I I came I 
I, I, I took the, the hat of the Heath uh, in an era of unbridled uh, 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 prosperity uh, and jovialness uh, throughout the valley. Turn to Kilvarix. Is this the town as you understood it from Matrios? I'm not sure. He hasn't mentioned Matrios or the family or sending for aid or anything. He seems very evasive while being open. Matrias was a famed, uh, is a famed resident of our town. I, I have not seen him in quite some time. He has been off. Uh, he has been off at the uh, at, at the Candlekeep uh, 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 doing studies. How do you know him? He is dead. Oh. But his family sent for help. Where is his family? Uh, I mean, they live here in the town. I assume. Why don't we start with them? Can we be uh, brought to them? We would like to offer our condolences on their loss. Uh, certainly. Uh, 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 Perhaps even inform them of it. Uh, 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 certainly. Um, Miss Rose. Yes, Miss Rose. I need. Uh, I. I need you, please. Uh, and the the. Elderly, uh, the elderly woman again walks in and says, "Yes, um, Lord Matrias, who had been studying over at the Candlekeep, has apparently uh, been beset with some sort of uh, well. He has passed on, it seems. Uh, and our friends here would like to speak with uh, their family, uh, with his family, uh, uh, to uh, well, hopefully they are already aware of his uh, of his current condition. Uh, but if nothing else, to go ahead and serve notice, if not to uh, to get some information. She toddles off uh, to go find uh, to go review the tax rolls and find uh, where they live for you. And uh, if, after a few minutes, we'll uh, we'll come back with a card, uh, neatly calligraphied uh, with uh, an address uh, uh, of where you can go. All right. Um, while we're waiting, uh, Alari will watch the mayor closely and ask, "What about Vinique's family? Is she is her family still here?" I don't know of Vinique. Okay, my mistake. Uh, so again, so after a few minutes, uh, uh, Madame Rose walks back with a uh, with a small card, um, hands it to, oh, uh, stands in the middle of the room, kind of offering it to uh, to everybody uh, who would take it. I would nod at Simeon. Simeon will step forth. Thank you, my dear. <laughs> and she totters off. Uh, okay. Uh, the is there anything further that that I can uh, uh, anything further that I can provide you? Uh, 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 have you have you have you eaten your fill, uh, or or are there additional uh, additional victuals that I could provide to help uh, help you feel feel more welcomed and more comfortable? Um, perhaps a loaf of bread for our walk. Certainly, and maybe some. How cheeses. about two? How about do, do you have do you two. have a preferred grain? Just something that would be tasty. Well, would you imply that I would give you bad bread? No. I joke with you. I was implying. I was implying that I wanted your favorite. Ah, excellent. The barley honey bread. It is then. Uh, And uh, he he again. And and some cheese. But but of course. I mean, 
one can't have bread without cheese. For for Duh. two, two two loaves, two sets of cheese, please. Absolutely, yeah. Um, um, Madam Rose, two 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 lo- two loaves of the barley and honey, and and two cheeses. Uh, and uh, Madame Rose uh, walks in the, the again the silver tray in need of polishing uh, with two uh, 18 inch uh, loaves of a dark brown uh, f- fragrant and sweet smelling bread um, and two six inch wheels of cheese uh, one that has sort of a uh, a yellow tone to it and has ribbons of uh, like a dark red uh, kind of woven into it um, and the other one uh, a pale white with um, uh, that smells of, of garlic and chives um, uh, and a uh, a nice uh, and a, a knife kind of stuck into that into that wheel um, and she places the tray on on the table uh, in front of you um, and again uh teeters off and this time Simeon as she walks by you um, she she winks seductively I bow deeply you honor me madam I'll pop a piece of ribbon candy in my mouth and cast message mm-hmm. and Kilvarix will hear I do not trust this pompous ass what do you make of the situation I don't think he's on the up and up, and I think we need to talk to the people in the town. Something is definitely wrong here. Let's get out of here. Mm-hmm.